Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Believe. I am Onyx Stone. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you are having a wonderful day as we head into this Memorial Day weekend of 2020 in a few days. I pray that you are safe, that you continue to heed the wise words of um, both doctors and scientists, but above all, that you listen to your inner self, your inner voice, that you practice wisdom, common sense, and good listening skills in all that you do. Um, continue to be safe, practice physical distance in social settings, and enjoy yourself. So hopefully you're able to get out and get some fresh air, go for a walk, or maybe even a long drive, whatever you do. I just pray that you are safe. So today we're going to continue and finish up with the ABCs of healing and wholeness. We are going to get up to Z because next week, oh my God, I have this burning, burning, burning topic that I must discuss with you. But today we're going to finish up the ABCs beginning with letter S. You know, I actually wrestled with S. Um, initially, I wanted S to be sexuality, not sex, sexuality. And I figured that the, the topic of sexuality was so big that I didn't just want to morph it into, you know, a minute or two talking about it. So we'll, we'll talk about that one day in the near future. So our letter our word for S is going to be standards. Um, if my father always talked about opportunities and his his standard slogan, literally, I heard it every day of my life, is opportunity is a man with one hand, one strand at the front of his head, the back of his head is ball. And so um, just really knowing how to grab opportunities and to um, take opportunities as they come, because when you miss them, again, the back of his head is ball. If my father's word was opportunity or opportunities. My mother's word was standard. Have some standards about yourself. And so S is going to be standards. What is your standard for yourself? Um, what is your standard for yourself when it comes to what you are willing to accept, not willing to accept, how you're willing to um, engage with others, whether it's the people in your family, the people at your job, the people in your home, the people wherever you are, you know, what is your standard? And, and I see standards as being, you know, the quality that you possess that says, this is who I am. This is how I want to be treated. This is how I, um, this is what I am or I'm not willing to accept. And, and everything goes through a quality control test. It has to meet the standards. It has to meet the standard. And so, you know, use that as your measure for what you will and what you will not accept in your life. As you are journeying and, and healing and, and, and work, walking and working towards wholeness or just use standards as the gauge for, for yourself, um, who you are and how you want to be treated in the world. Um, T is going to be trust. So many of us don't trust ourselves because we don't give ourselves the permission to believe ourselves and that we don't believe what we say matters. We don't believe what we say makes a difference. We don't believe what we say will change anything. And I just want to say all of that is a lie. Um, the reason why you have to trust yourself is because you know 
you know yourself, right? And from little children, so so if adults grow up and they don't trust themselves, it's probably because when they were a child, nobody ever believed them. And all that did was like, you know, it, it, it starts the self-doubt process very, very early. And it continues on as we continue to mature and grow and develop. And before you know it, you don't even trust yourself. You ask permission, everybody else's permission for everything. Mm-mm-mm. P was permission, right? Or P was also pause too. So pause. Is this true to me? Is this true for me, about me? Why is it true, right? Start establishing the the boundaries and the standards for how you will engage with truth in your life. Um, And I think when people are able to do that, it sort of drowns out the other voices. and, And you and I know this, so many voices are so loud that sometimes it's so hard to even hear yourself think. You have to put pause, put all of those things on pause until your voice, V is going to be voiced by the way, until your voice then becomes the one that you hear above all the other noise. And ultimately the voice we always want to look for and the voice we always want to hear is going to be God, right? That what is God saying? Does God say I'm stupid? Does God say I'm nobody? Does God say, I'm... no, God doesn't say any of those things about us. Everything that God speaks over us is love now with love also comes correction and discipline but not abuse those are different things but because many people have been abused when we engage with God it can be difficult sometimes for us to um, tell one from the other but but God's love even in God's love when God is correcting and disciplining it's never meant to harm and so as you are beginning to trust yourself and trust your instincts and trust your your inner voice right that 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 voice that person inside of you that needs the love needs the nurture needs the care needs the empathy um you'll begin to distrust the fools and the nonsense i'm waiting for that day in the environment where i work i literally sometimes i'm like um do we know that this person can be trusted? <laughs> like, do, do we know that what we're being told, usually it's one of their peers, but I'm like, do, do we know that this is true? Cause that's not true. I just, I just want to shed some light on, you know, another way to think about something. And I know sometimes we're used to thinking about things one way, cause that's the only way we know. And a lot of the ways that we have been thinking about things on continued patterns has continued to not be so so healthy, not so healing, um, not so loving, not so kind, and certainly not giving ourselves the empathy we need. On this journey, be kind to yourself. Um, Love on yourself. Encourage yourself. Build yourself. All of these things. And that's going to help you grow to a place where certainly you will begin to trust yourself. You is unique. There is no one in the world like you. You are so special. You are uniquely designed, uniquely made, uniquely filled with the gifts and the talents and the purpose that is 
uniquely for you, right? Nobody else can be you in the world. And honestly, you shouldn't want to be like anyone else in the world. Um, We have enough carbon copies and that's dangerous. We can't tell the imposters from the imposters because everybody want to be like somebody else. Who are you? That's who we need. We, we need more of you to show up. And we don't need any other copycats. We don't need any other imposters. We don't need anybody trying to steal copy. Well, we have the world has enough of that. We need you. You are unique. Everything about you. Everything about you from your experiences and excuse me, the the experiences that have shaped you that have not been so good um, to the ones that you are learning how to re-navigate through and make those experiences um, work for you in a way that you are no longer who you were, right? You're not, you're no longer the victim. Um, You're no longer the person who has no voice. You're no longer the person who was, no, you own that because you're not bound by shame and you're willing to um, create a narrative that's always talking about even the negative aspects in a loving way that is healing and therapeutic for you on your own time. So even your healing journey is going to be unique. Um, um, so we can have modalities that, you know, very generally speak to various um, instances and, and um issues that a person may be working through. But when it comes to actually doing the work, it has to be unique because you are unique. You are very special. Don't you ever doubt it. V is voice, voice, the power of voice. So many of us have been silenced for so long that we don't know what our voice sounds like. We have allowed other voices to overshadow our voice. And as a result, we are, our voice has been snatched from us. Um, I don't think anyone sets out and says, I'm going to lose my voice. That anyone sets out and says, I'm going to excuse me, allow what other people to think about me, what I'm going to allow what other people think about me to become then um, the way in which I see myself. Absolutely not. I do believe that because of experiences, because of trauma, because of, you know, any negative impacts and effects that have happened in a person's life, that these things can shape and change us. And over time, we don't, you, we're not seeing ourselves with the lens, our own lens in ways that can empower us to believe something different. And so your inner voice, the one that has been silenced for so long is the one I want you to find. Um, And a lot of times, right, our physical voice, the one that we're using to talk and speak and interact and engage with people, um, when we connect, I believe anyway, when we connect to that inner voice, you know, you'll notice that your language begins to change, that 
um, we suppress a lot, especially um, when there has been a lot of trauma. Um, we suppress a lot of things. So even as I have a client that I'm working with and um, every time the client talks, it's in anger, right? Person is talking very loudly. Person is very angry. Um, the person is very vocal about these things. And I recognize that's only because as a child, no one heard what this person had to say. And so what I noticed over time in our work together was that the way they even spoke about things, it ultimately changed, right? They were very much in tune with their inner self, their inner voice, their inner child. And because of that, they were able to... Um, I'm going to say add some different notes, like musical notes, add some different notes that made their voice, their physical voice, even more loving and sensual and towards themselves in a way that it all changed because <laughs> they were able to find their voice even, and they had a lot of pain, even in all of their pain, they were able to find their voice and speak their truth and stand in it. Um, and that's very uncomfortable. Because everybody else has been telling us what to do for so long that not only do we not trust ourselves, we don't even listen to ourselves. And so finding our voice is going to be a balancing act that will just only um, continue to help us on the journey. And, and that's all we want is to keep working, keep working towards the, the completed and final project, which is ongoing for the rest of our lives. If you are on the journey, you know that healing and wholeness is a lifelong process. You get started. And even when it feels like nothing is happening, something is happening. I saw a picture today where it talked about the funnel of healing and um, it looked like a cyclone. But even the, the words over it was even when you think nothing is happening, something is going on. So stay committed to the process. W is warrior. You are a warrior. Warriors are involved in fights. Warriors are strong and warriors don't give up. You have to become a warrior for your healing. You have to fight the internal voices, the internal demons, the mental mindset, the energy. You have to fight that you have to make a stance. Most warriors, there is a pose in yoga, you know, I believe it's called the warrior stance. Excuse me. You have to get a stance that's so strong and so tough that anything or anyone who comes up against you, that's right. That's right. You go for it. You knock them out. You're not taking any punches. You're not taking, you're not a sucker. <laughs> no, you're not. You never were. Let me just say that. Right. You never were a sucker. Absolutely not. You've always been a warrior. And underneath all of life's crap, your warrior spirit, you got to go look for it. But now that you're finding it, you're going to stand your ground. You're going to stand your ground that you are involved in a fight for your healing. You are involved in a fight for your well-being. You are involved in a, a fight for your mental health, involved in a fight for, you know, deeper spirituality. Like you're fighting, you're fighting for your life and you are not taking stuff no more. Nope, nope, nope. X is going to be, I know 
examination is spelled E-X, but I'm going to leave off that E. X is examination. Examine, really look at what is it that, and who is it, right, that has said, that has done, that has gotten us to where we are. We're going to start inspecting. Just like standards. Now you got to inspect, right? And if there are going to be things that fail inspection, when they fail inspection, what happens? Sometimes things get discarded. Um, I believe it's called uh, product and development in the process of trying to find new products. So we're constantly looking for new things, but it has to be developed in a way that's up to standards. And so it's constantly under inspection and inspection for us is going to be the way we examine our lives examine our thoughts examine our our uh our life Ex examination that um you are only going to use your pair of eyes not your mother's um you know it's very just dis not disturbing but you know um i know that we have a tendency to always feel the need to check in with others. And sometimes that's mama. Sometimes it's husband, wife, girlfriend, sister, brother, cousin, whoever. Um, but on this journey, I want you just to check in with yourself, you know, your examination, your level of standards um, um, and you where you are. Um, you don't need anyone's approval. You've already hopefully given yourself some permission or you're working in that direction to bring about fuller awareness of yourself and the things you're working on. Um, and once you can do that, you'll see that that also, I think, kind of lowers the volume of the other voices that we've been hearing. Um, ultimately, the loudest voice we want should want to hear is God's voice. But, you know, everybody doesn't believe in God and I'm OK with that. So at least then be able to hear your voice above all the other voices which have not been so helpful. Why is younger self um, sometimes or maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I don't know. But the inner child. Um, the inner child is our childlike thinking that, um, you know, it's what we learned as children. And because a lot of people have been um, harmed as younger children, the view that they have for their younger child is damaged um, through no fault of their own. So let me be very clear. They did nothing wrong. They did not ask for this to happen to them. It is not your fault. It is not anyone's fault. But your inner child, your younger self, um, find her or him and let her or him guide you. But remember, your younger child is before a certain age. So maybe about 12 um, and, and if you use that as a guide, right? So if, let's just say for instance, you're 40. I think 40 is a good benchmark. So just say for instance, you're 40 years old and let's just say you lost the dog. Your dog died, excuse me, at seven years old. So that's 33 years. But when your dog died, let's just say your parents kept it from you. It was a big secret when they told you about it. It was some story that you know, kind of is how you have framed death. 
So anytime you have a loss, it goes right back to the the loss of the dog and, you know, that feeling of everything that happened in that moment. And so um, how you then perceive loss or death is approached through the way in which it was presented to you and, and how you experienced or did not experience um, all of those feelings. And so it, it has served as a foundation and a framework. Some maybe it may be, um, may have been purposeful and useful for you and it may have not been so useful. And so with your younger self, really look at what has served you well, what has not served you so well, what, where and what needs to be healed and what doesn't. And so you are the guide. So if you grew up in a home where your voice was silenced, right? Your younger self, you are in a sense reparenting, redirecting, reframing for this person now to be, be be given the opportunity to ask questions. How many children just are not allowed to ask questions? Right? To be curious and and curiosity is a natural wonder of us living. But if you every time you got ready to ask a question, you were subdued or told or given a look and you knew what that look meant or somebody said something you, you that is lost and so you know finding getting back to your younger self and connecting with her or him and and loving her or him to the place that you know the two are connected and so healed and so whole and able to share those experiences a new narrative will constantly be um being be formed. And, and that's what we want. And finally, Z is zest. Z-E-S-T. Zest. That zest is just another word for enthusiasm and energy. And that's how I want you to approach your healing and your wholeness with zest and with energy. Um, like I have said, I'm sure I don't even think I'm on quarantine 15 anymore. I can't keep up. But anyway, you know, I've been cooking and cooking and doing all these things and I'm going to stop. I am, um, but not today. I made some ham and some green eggs and it was so good. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Zest. So one of the things that I love, um, one of my favorite foods is tea cakes. Um, we didn't eat tea cakes in San Francisco, but when I moved to Houston, tea cakes is a, uh, a, a favorite of the South. And so there was this tea cake store in third ward where I went to college and I would go there and get tea cakes. Now, let me just tell you, everybody don't know how to make tea cakes, see, but you can't trust everybody food anyway, but we're not talking about that right now, but everybody cannot make tea cakes. Everybody can't cook. And so, um, you know, my own tea cake making, you know, it talks about this flavoring. So you can play, the dough is pretty basic, but you can add um, different flavors of, um, to again bring it out enhance this basic flavor i like the basic tea cakes but i like lemon flavored tea cakes i love lemon flavored tea cakes and so when you do the lemon flavored tea cakes what do you do you get your little lemon and you get the um i don't even know what you call that thing but the little um grater you get your grater and you put the zest oh my god can i tell you the lemon zest is like 10 times better than the lemon flavoring 
That's how zest is. That's what zest is going to be for our lives. It's going to be so good. It's going to be, it's going to bring out all the flavors. And that's what we want. I think I mentioned a few podcasts back, you know, this taste of your life. When we're eating meat, um, I've, as I've learned how to finally cook a steak, right? It's about the flavor and the taste of the meat and we want to savor it. So with the zest that you're adding, you're going to have renewed energy and enthusiasm. And that's why when you become a warrior, you're not taking none from no, you're not a sucker. You're not taking none from no suckers. That's what I said. That's what I said. Anyway, it has been such a pleasure to be with you today. Can't wait till next week when I share this topic that has just burned a straight hole through my entire being. Cannot wait to share that with you. But again, it's Memorial Day weekend. I hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend and enjoy things with wisdom, common sense, good listening, and you will be safe. I'm Onyx Stone. Until next time, keep healing, keep loving yourself and thriving and keep believing.